Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Best Medicine Podcast. I am your host, Ryan Engelstad, and today for you, I have a conversation with Mia Andrea, a uh, coach, and I believe she said she's just become a psychologist based out of, I think, Norway. We didn't get to talk much about, about that, but it was fun to talk with somebody who I think is a fellow Norwegian. Um, and in this podcast today, we talked about um, sort of being able to open up about how people are feeling. Um, I was inspired to cover this particular topic after the conversations that have been happening after the two high-profile suicides over the past two weeks. Um, I think you know, people are talking a lot about, you know, how to know if someone is at risk for suicide and um, not to suggest that if someone says they're fine, that they're actually depressed, but to actually encourage people um, that when someone says that they're fine, or if you feel the urge to say you're fine, to actually think for another second and try to be a little bit more emotionally honest. Um, try not to worry about how the person's going to respond just to be able to own your feelings. If you're frustrated, if you're happy, if you're excited, if you're sad, if you're anxious, you know, be able to say that and see what happens and, you know, see what conversations come from admitting to how you're actually feeling instead of just saying, I'm fine. So I hope you enjoy this conversation with Mia Andrea and I'll talk to you soon. So hi, my name is Ryan Engelstad. Hi, Mia. Hi, Ryan. We're live, or we're recording, rather. So yes. pleasantly to be with you. Sorry, I didn't hear you. I said it's great to be with you. It's it's great talking to you today, too. Uh, I see that, that you have a podcast. Um, you, can you tell me a little bit about what you guys talk about? Well, I usually talk about how to use a specific coaching technique to solve an issue. And then I very often use like a life story or it can be something that I'm in the middle of myself. Sure. And I was thinking because right before we started recording, um, you said that one thing that you are uh, thinking about is the fact that people often say, I'm fine. If you ask them how they're doing, yes, you know? that's right. And so I think that's such an important thing because why do you think that is? Well, in my experience, um, it usually means one of a couple of things. And as I said, when we were introducing ourselves, I am a therapist. So I talk about with this kind of stuff with people all the time. But um, in my experience, when you when somebody asks you how you're doing and, and you say, I'm fine, it either means something's going on, but maybe you don't really want to talk about it or you don't know how to talk about it. Um, or it might mean that person is not the person that you would want to talk about how you're actually feeling. Um, or maybe you actually don't know how you're feeling. You maybe have more than one feeling going on at the same time. And it's just sort of easier to say, I'm fine, you know, which is just another way of saying, I'm not sure if I want to talk about this right now. We actually have a joke in um, in sessions. I joke with people that when I ask them how they're doing and they say I'm fine, um, and for, forgive my uh, coarse language, but I think I also often joke with them that fine stands for fucked up, insecure, neurotic, or emotional. 
Yeah, I think that's a very good uh, way to put it. And I think a lot of people might say, you know, I'm fine just because it's a habit, you know? Yes, absolutely. And, and also, it's like very often it's like, oh, pe- people are so afraid of saying even to their closest friends, I think. Oh, yeah. How they're really feeling, you know? So, because we live in this world where Instagram and Facebook and Snapchat and whatever has really given us this idea in our minds that everything is perfect for everyone else. Yeah, that's so true. Um, So, and to that, to that point, I think a lot of people worry that if they're emotionally honest and they say, you know, I'm having a bad day or I'm depressed or I'm anxious about something that's coming up that they're actually worried about how the other person is going to respond. You know, are they going to accept those feelings? Are they going to invalidate them or do they care? Do they want to listen? Do they actually want to know? Um, or are they just asking because they feel like they're supposed to? Um, so kind of cutting through all that can be difficult for people. Yeah. And on that note, um, because I think a lot of, especially people that listen to your podcast, they might feel that they need to go to therapist. And I know that a lot of people don't dare to go to therapist or coach, you know. So, like, to those people, what, do you, what would you like to say if they think, oh, I'm too messed up to go to therapist? Yeah, thank you. That's a great question. Um, because for me... Just about anyone can benefit from going to therapy. Um, I like to think of therapy, um, at least in the initial stages, kind of like you would think about just seeing your primary care doctor. Like you would go to your doctor if you, you know, had a fever. Um, if you had a stomach ache for a couple of days in a row, you would go to your doctor, you would kind of check in with them, you know, get checked up if you needed treatment. They would suggest treatment or they would give you medicine and then you would just go from there. And I think therapy can be the same way in a lot of ways that if you're feeling really anxious just for a weekend or a couple of days, or if you're feeling depressed after, you know, the end of a relationship or, um, you know, bad grades, that it, it should be okay for you to just see a therapist even just once to say, hey, you know, these are some of the things I'm dealing with. Um, I don't know how bad it is. And then the therapist could tell you, well, it sounds like that this is just sort of uh, a normal response and maybe you don't need therapy or, and they might, you know, suggest some skills or some resources that they could use, or they might say, well, you know what? I actually think you could benefit from therapy. Um, Why don't we try coming once a week and we could, you know, build some skills that maybe you only need to come to therapy for a month. And then you, you have enough resources to, kind of go back to quote-unquote normal yeah and then you know a lot of people say that yeah you know I might need it but I can't afford it what would you say to them sure yeah and, and that's I think a, a very valid concern especially today with all the issues with healthcare and things like that um, so to them I say there are a lot of other resources out there um, NAMI, which is the National Association of Mental Health, I'm sorry, um, Mental Illness, I think, N-A-N-A-M-I, if you do Google search for N-A-M-I, 
NAMI. Um, they run, you know, free support groups all across the country um, in the U.S. So it's just important to find some outlet for support. And, you know, now with, with technology now, there are a lot of outlets, you know, whether it be apps or websites that can also give you some different outlets for, if not free, more affordable um, prices. So I just think it's, it's worth investing in yourself, um, whatever you can. Yes. And uh, my, uh, my spiritual teacher, she very often says, when people say oh I don't have the time or resources or whatever to do you know therapy or any other activity that would benefit them so the answer she gives is well how long have you felt like crap and how much money have you spent following it sure yeah exactly right because I think regardless of economical background I think a lot of people um, think that they can't afford something that might be very important to them and Mm -hmm. then maybe they should look at their priorities because if you're not protecting and providing for your mind and your mind is not going to provide for you you know so it's basically it's important to prioritize the mind i completely agree yeah and i think unfortunately a lot of times the problems that people are experiencing you know they tend to sort of invalidate or downplay their own importance you know oh i'm not that bad i'm not that depressed but when people feel that way, they're less likely to take the steps they need to get the help that they need. So if they don't think that things are that bad, you know, they're less likely to, to sort of commit those resources, whether it be time or money or even energy, um, to getting that help. Um, so it's, it's tough. It's a tough cycle to get out of. Mm. But I think if you give yourself, if you give yourself that chance of, one group or one evaluation, you know, you can experience some of the positive um, results and the validation uh, that can come from, you know, really opening up about some of this stuff. Yeah, and I think a lot of people fear that they are too messed up. And, you know, if anyone listening feels that way, I would like to point out that there is always a way upward. You know, that's why even in prisons where people have lifetime sentences or even on death row, they do have programs. And that should tell us how important it really is to never give up hope. Mm -hmm. Um, And so... I think also for any therapists and coaches or other mind-body spirit workers listening out there, we need to be able to dare to charge for our good work because it is great work that we are doing together and we need to value ourselves because if we don't, then nobody will. Yeah, I totally agree. There's, there's something to be said for 
um, you know, offering your services in as many different um, ways and uh, formats as possible. But I do think you're right that that we have to treat this um, process as important as we would hope our patients would treat it. So in that way, sort of validating the, the process ourselves. Yes. And that's why, you know, I always have like a spot open for free coaching because sure. I, re- I really want to be open. Like if somebody is really willing to do the work, I'm not going to be the one that says, no, you're not going to be able to do it, you know? Right. Right. And, so, and so I think um, that's a very important thing also, like, to see that there is a way to be spiritual, quote-unquote, and doing important work that gives us money and support. Yeah, hundred percent. And to that to that point, I think, you know, the sort of messages that people give themselves, um, you know, I can't afford it or it's not worth it. Um, I think it's it's another way of saying it's going to be hard. And I think if we acknowledge that getting better, you know, taking time to look at our uncomfortable feelings, that is going to be hard. But if if we want to get better, that means it's also important and it's worth whatever, you know, time or, or money we can afford to dedicate to it. Um, but I think those sort of self-defeating beliefs often get in the way of us getting the help and support that we need. Definitely. And I think for anyone out there who really feel that they need therapy in any way, because I mean, I'm not a therapist so there are a lot of things that I would like refer for because like as a coach we can only yep. do so much and so but what I would suggest for anyone needing mental health uh, providing in some form and that and you really can't afford it then I would suggest simply going to the library having somebody help you put up like a is it crowdfunding I think it is crowdfunding it's called a kickstarter and and sites like that there is always an option and sometimes it's good to say like I just saw this beautiful video about a man who have any money like he owned nothing and he was very depressed and then he dared to uh, basically share his story with honesty without thinking that he would get something in return and the and the effects were tremendous so I think like if people dare to be honest about their situation people will also be more willing to help yeah i think that's that's really true and it it reminds me of one of the difficulties that um people face within their families that you know because ideally that would be one of the first places that you would go for support you know if you needed 
um, someone to talk to or if you needed money for medical expenses. Um, but I think people have a lot of, um, whether it be fear or anxiety around talking about this stuff with their family. And, you know, I've seen, you know, for example, on Quora, um, I answer some questions from people now and then. And one of the most common questions that you get is, you know, how do I tell my parents about being depressed or being anxious or even being suicidal? And it's, it's, it's always sad to me that to feel like, oh my gosh, you you know, no matter how bad things are, you still feel like you can't talk to your parents about it. Like that's a really tough place to be. It is. And I think that there is great, um, there is great power in understanding that others have issues as well. Yeah. Because I think when people face a mental health challenge that is serious uh the myth that oh they are the only one that does it that's what keeps them in their bubble you know because they're like oh you know this is only me and that's only the ego's way to try to convince you that you're more special but in a negative way you know yeah yeah, and I think sometimes if people can find, you know, sort of small ways of letting, whether it be their parents or family members, know how they're feeling, that oftentimes people will be surprised at their family members' sort of willingness to help um, in one way or another. Um, you know, I think it's just giving yourself a chance to give them a chance uh, to, to be there for you. Um, it takes some courage, no question, some vulnerability, but I think more often than not, it can, it can really pay off and can help you um, get the support that you need. Definitely. So um, ask my last question. Sure. Because I, really, I really want people to know, like, then they visit Ryan, yes. which people, which people should do. Like everyone who needs a therapist should contact Ryan in his show notes and, and have an appointment with Ryan. But what will happen during the first appointment? Can you take us through it step by step so that people know what it is? Sure. Yeah. So, you know, the first appointment, and this is true for most therapists and psychologists, is is always going to be an evaluation. And that can be scary for people, you know, to think about that they have to share every deep, dark secret that they have in their whole life and, and kind of get so serious and that they're going to have to start crying immediately. And that's really not what it is. Um, the first appointment for me is just helping my patient get comfortable with the process. So yes, we're going to ask some questions about how they've been feeling and what's been going on for them. Um, get, a, you know, a little bit of light background information, you know, maybe about jobs and families and things like that. But the most important thing for me is just helping that person get comfortable um, talking about what's going on. So what the problem is and really what they want to be better in their life. You know, one of the most important questions for me in that first session is how will you know things are getting better? 
how will you know things are getting easier? Um, because that both gives us something to work towards, something to pay attention to in terms of, um, you know, whether it's symptoms changing or, you know, what part of your life might be getting better or easier. Um, but it also frames the work in a positive way that we're working towards something good. This is not just about, you know, dealing with all these terrible and heavy things. It's about trying to get better, trying to get to a place where life is easier and, um, and where these negative things are not so prominent. So the, that first session is really about helping people with the process, identifying goals, and then talking about how those goals will be worked on to, to help that person find the, the happiness or the success that they're looking for. Yeah, so everyone, you hear that you don't have anything to lose by That's going, right. going or trying. And uh, it's, it's also worth saying that I don't know, like I haven't met you before. Like we just started speaking like 30 minutes ago or something That's like right. that. But uh, still, I really recommend that people um, do... Uh, get an appointment with you if they need to because it's so important and they also have the opportunity to listen to your podcast before they come to you so that you know they know you and they can feel more at ease you know because the more at ease you feel before a therapy session the better it will go not to say that if you listen and you're terrified of therapists, I, I'm not suggesting that if you listen to a podcast, everything will be peachy. But it's, always, but it's always good to like know the person a little bit beforehand, if you can, by any legal and, and humanity-supported rights necessary by which I mean like do search for like the official Facebook page uh, or website um, and you know do that and that will give you a huge like insight into is this person the right person for me because it's like with a therapist you know it's like it, the chemistry needs to be there, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I appreciate the, the kind words. Um, this, this is something that I do, this podcast, and I write on Medium, for example, because I do want people to understand more about therapy and therapists and mental health. I want this to be a normal thing. I don't want people to, you know, be terrified of this process. So that's why do my podcast, which is called The Best Medicine. Um, sometimes it's laughter, sometimes it's treatment, sometimes it's all the different skills and things that, that sounds like you and, and I both work on. Um, so, so yeah, absolutely. Listen to my podcast. Mia, you, you've been um, a great person to talk to. It sounds like you do some coaching as well. So I'd be happy to, um, to have people talk to you as well. Thank you. That would be really awesome. And 
for anyone listening, I have now been certified as a yoga psychologist. So oh wow, congratulations! That's great. Yeah, it was a very interesting journey with a lot of like Jungian work in between, which can be scary sometimes. But very needed, and I have to say, I actually enjoyed the ride, you know. So, and that's what I would like to say to anyone who is afraid of therapy. You know, you might enjoy it more than you think. <laughs> I totally agree. Yeah, I think that's that's definitely the experience that I've had with a lot of patients is that they have a certain expectation, often negative, with what therapy is going to be, and then it's it does become sort of enjoyable. They, they look forward to these conversations. They look forward to growing and to getting better. Um, and that always is, is very gratifying for me as well. Definitely. So I would, again, recommend everyone to check out uh, Ryan and what he does and continue to listen to his podcast. And uh, it's been a pleasure to talk to Ryan tonight because... Uh, where I'm right now, the time is 11.03 p.m. So, okay. But I'm psyched to be talking to Ryan. And I hope that everyone listens uh, or everyone who will listen because this is a recording so it can be a bit confusing sometimes when we sure. record. Because sometimes we can think, oh, we're live, but we're only semi-alive when people That's are right. listening to this. So for anyone listening, go check out Ryan. And, oh, that sounded like go bait Ryan almost. But, uh, That's okay. I'm, I'm sure my wife won't mind. <laughs> okay. So we all know that Ryan is officially taking people and... Uh, that's important to know. I, That's right. Uh, <laughs> this became very funny very quickly. So you're right. There is some laughter. <laughs> well, yeah, and that, I, it, it needs to be. I think it, it needs to be normal and okay for us to talk about this stuff. So so I, I appreciate everything that you said, and I, I hope people listen to your podcast as well. Well, uh, hopefully they uh, I mean... My goal is always to bring, you know, a coaching tool that they, that people would normally not get without having to pay for coaching. And that's why it's my passion to bring this podcast out into the world because I really want people to know that the tools that we use both in therapy and coaching they're not some secrets that we don't want people to know about because some of the tools can be actually life-changing and they can be so easy. Totally agree. Yeah, it's, it's things that we want to make more accessible to people because we've seen how, um, how useful they can be to people that have worked with us, but how often... Um, just sort of normal the skills are, you know, different ways of dealing with emotions and problems that, you know, anybody can use this stuff. Yes, definitely. 
So again, everyone, go and check out Brian and book an appointment if you feel like it. And I think I'm gonna sound off now, but it was that sounds good. Again, it was a pleasure to talk to you and to your listeners. And thank you. Uh, same to you. And I'm um, happy to talk again anytime. I'll be checking out your podcast. And um, thank you for the conversation. Thank you. Bye. All right. Bye-bye. The podcast you just heard was published with Anchor. Got something you want to say to the creator of this show? Send them a voice message using the Anchor app, free for iOS and Android. <laughs>